Hello, welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. I am so excited. I have one of my friends and colleagues here today. Um, she's actually a gastroenterologist and she is making time out of her busy schedule to be here with us today. So I'm very excited. It's going to be about Crohn's disease today. Now, before uh, we get into what I have for you today, I'm just going to start with introductions. For those that don't know me, I'm Dr. Uday. I'm a board-certified family medicine physician. I'm based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. I own a primary care practice, namely Apple Valley Family Medicine, and I also own an aesthetic practice. My goal is not only to have my patients feeling good, but looking good. So now with that out of the way, I have Dr. Matilda Hagen. Um... And she's here with us today. I have known Matilda since college, right? Oh, yeah, indeed. It's been a long time, and she is the best. I mean, we don't get together as often as we should. So I am so excited about this. So let me give you information professionally for uh, Dr. Hagen. So she's board certified in gastroenterology and hepatology with a subspecialty in inflammatory bowel disease, hence why we're talking about Crohn's disease. Um, She is a medical co-director for the Center uh, for Inflammatory Bowel and Colorectal Diseases at Mercy Medical Center. She's also the site director for Mercy Clinical Scholar Gastroenterology and Hepatology Fellowship Program. Dr. Hagen, thank you for being here with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I love it. All right. So we're going to get right into it. So the, just the topic is Crohn's disease. So Dr. Hagen, what, what is Crohn's disease? So Crohn's disease is one type of, um, you know, what we call idiopathic uh, chronic inflammatory bowel diseases. Um, and then, you know, just, just to define it, you kind of have to explain what it is, right? So it's felt that um, the body gets exposed to something in the environment whether it's you know food or an infection uh, or you know um, medication, it's unclear. But whatever this exposure is, it causes the immune system to to respond in people with particular genetic susceptibility. So what does that mean? It just means that the immune system's response. Um, we say that it's aberrant, meaning that um, it causes the body then to attack the lining of the intestine. The, the key distinction between the inflammatory bowel diseases are the area where the disease affects. So for this episode with our focus on Crohn's disease, Crohn's disease, essentially, you can have inflammation from essentially the mouth to the anus. And so the presentation can vary based on, you know, the person and the sites affected, um, you know, small and large intestinal, uh, you know, location of um, of involvement is quite common. And so depending on, you know, again, where in the body it affects, you, you know, a very common presentation, of course, is, you know, abdominal pain. And people can get also changes in bowel habits that can go along with that. And, you know, that could obviously, and we can get into that even a little bit further in a few minutes. So. Yeah. So that actually was going to be my next question. So what would be the symptoms? You kind of started touching on them. So what are the symptoms that people with Crohn's disease have? 
Yeah, so I mentioned abdominal pain being a very common presentation, uh, change in bowel habits. So some people commonly, they can have diarrhea and the diarrhea could be bloody or non-bloody. Um, depending on the age of the person, and again, the sites affected, you can have weight loss, you can have constitutional symptoms such as, you know, fever, um, you can have, you know, um, uh, nutritional deficiencies, like, you know, people could be anemic or have B12 deficiency. Uh, they, you know, if they have what we call perianal disease, they can present with um, abscesses around their anal area, or they can present with, you know, paper cuts, we, we call those fissures, or even fistulas, which will be abnormal connections between the gut and the uh, the outside of the body and that those are you know can show up with pockets of pus or even drainage um, people can have trouble swallowing or abdominal pain after eating specifically so there are a whole host of symptoms that can occur uh, with this and, and so it's really important that if you're having any symptoms that would be concerning for such a thing that you get evaluated so the other question is is it hereditary so are they is it inherited through family so there is a genetic component to it. Um, it's not a perfect inheritance, meaning just because a parent have it, it does not mean that their child would have it. Uh, and percentages vary. Actually, even in a, uh, within identical twins, we can have one twin have you know clinical manifestations of Crohn's disease, and the other twin does not. Uh, and so we really, you know, again, the you know. Uh, an affected person has to have genetic susceptibility. So that is a requirement. But just because you have a genetic susceptibility does not mean that you would, you know, invariably develop uh, clinical symptoms of the disease. Okay. So the other questions, what are the complications from Crohn's disease? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, again, uh, uh, complications can be many and, and most of it would stem from either, you know, inappropriate diagnosis and or uh, treatment. The common things are, um, I mentioned, you know, the vitamin deficiencies uh, that can occur. You can also have, um, you know, um, a need for surgery, for example. So, um, you know, if somebody has pretty significant disease, uh, they can have narrowing, right? So I guess uh, taking a step back in terms of Crohn's disease, we typically will, you know, kind of categorize the patients as having like, you know, an inflammatory Crohn's disease, which is basically inflammation in the lining. And then we, you know, the second category would be, say, stricturing which would mean that there would be narrowing or strictures along the intestinal lining. And those people can show up with, you know, a blockage in the bowel, for example. Um, and then, you know, there's what we call penetrating Crohn's disease, which is when people show up with you know, pockets of pus, and that could be an intra-abdominal abscess or a pocket of pus that collects in the in the abdomen because there's a tear true and true in the lining of the intestine. So some of the, the complications can be just that. You can come up, show up, without any previous diagnosis with what may seem like an appendicitis, acute appendicitis picture, uh, and it may turn out to be Crohn's disease, or you may end up with, you know, a pocket of pus in the abdomen or the pelvis, or you can end up with a bowel obstruction, uh, or you can have, you know, severe um, just malnutrition, malnourishment, um, severe weight loss. Uh, all of those are considered complications. And then just, you know, having, even if, even if it's just the vomiting, having diarrhea, um, you know, several times a day, again, you can have anemia and other potential complications related to that. Um, some of the things that can also happen as a result of Crohn's disease would be um, what we call extra intestinal manifestations. So you can have eye disease as a result of that. You can have episcleritis or uveitis. You could have, you know, joint disease as a result of that. So people can have debilitating, you know, joint pain or swelling that needs to be addressed. Um, you know, people can have um, complications related to, to liver disease, specifically primary sclerosing cholangitis can um, 
you know, can go along with Crohn's disease. So someone may have presentations sort of consistent with that. Um, and, you know, we may find that they have inflammatory bowel disease as a result. So again, you know, there, there are many manifestations of the disease is sort of the bottom line. Uh, and it's important that you, you know, you get the right kind of care from the outset and, and the right diagnosis to start even before the care. Yeah, so definitely lots of complications there. Um, so when they when you get involved as the specialist, when when someone comes to see you with Crohn's disease, what's the expectation on on what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the first things I like my patients to understand is that it's a partnership, and that our ability to be successful relies greatly on you communicating, following up with your physician, um, and you know, also being involved in the decision making regarding your health. Because um, that's the way that we're most successful. The other thing is also um, have, uh, helping patients understand that you didn't do anything to kind of get this condition. Uh, so it's not, uh, most people are like, well, what did I do? What did I eat? Like, what what happened? Like, how did I, you know, get to be in this position? So there's really nothing that you did. Like I said, it's it's a genetic susceptibility coupled with you know. Um, exposure in the environment in the environment that's not you know yet identified and then it's the immune system's reaction to it um, there's you know some role for the microbiome um, along that but again you know the first thing is to understand is that it's a chronic condition you didn't do anything to you know to, to get it but um, being able to you know control it uh, relies greatly on a partnership with your physician and then in terms of you know um, how do we, you know, work to make, make you better really depends on your presentation. Uh, what are your risks in terms of potential for complications in the future? And what's most appropriate in terms of what you'd like um, as far as treatment is concerned and what, what is, you know, what's important to you in terms of your personal values? So the other question I always ask when I, we talk about disorders on this show is I always ask about um, any practical tips that you would have for patients in general um, are there any practical tips that patients can practice to help, um, you know, either minimize symptoms or or help them along with this um, disease process? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, at, at the outset, if you have symptoms, getting, you know, getting to the appropriate provider is important. So uh, the first thing is, of course, getting a correct um, diagnosis. That's critical. And then in terms of, you know, what happens thereafter. So self-care is, is important. So, you know, basic things that you you, you think um, to do like making sure you have uh, you're optimizing your nutrition. Uh, people tend to avoid foods because it makes them feel bad, or or that they read that you know I can do this diet and somehow I won't need medications for my disease. Um, so again, you know, diet is important, but it has to be you know within reason to make sure that you're not malnourished. Um, keeping your appointments, making sure you you know get on the the right medications because it's it's very rarely that people can get through this without medication. So that's an an important thing to kind of keep in mind. Um, and you know those are I'd say for starters, those are some of the things that I, I would say would be important to keep in mind. That's so awesome. Okay, so thank you so much for all the gems you're dropping today. So I'm going to switch gears. I always ask docs. Um, why they do what they do. So, Dr. Hagen, why do you do what you do? Oh, well, uh, I, I, uh, I love what I do. I guess that's really why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, we, we, uh, you mentioned that we go way back, and obviously mm-hmm. we made this decision to embark on this, this journey, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, very grateful to have been able to, to get through it, to get here. But I mean, it's, uh, I, I do what I do because it gives me purpose, right? Like something that makes me excited to get out of bed, uh, to be able to be um, useful to my fellow human beings and 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. Bottom line, that's that's why I do what I do. And so many people are benefiting because you, you decide to do what you do. So thank you so much. So let's see. So Dr. Hagen, for people that want to know more about you or, um, you know, want to connect with you, where can they find you? Um, so, you know, I, I, as you mentioned, I work for Mercy Medical Center in Baltimore, Maryland. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I have, uh, you know, clinics all over the place uh, through Mercy. So uh, typically the Mercy uh, Medical Center website would be um, a way that they can locate me if they so choose. So That's perfect. So guys, you heard it from the expert. So Dr. Hagen, thank you so much for being here. So guys, I know this um, video was very helpful because she dropped a lot of uh, gems. So please like it, share it with those um, that it will help because this, this is definitely information that can save a life for sure. Um, and then if you're looking for a quality um, primary care physician, we're accepting new patients at Apple Valley Family Medicine. Our phone number is 304-350-1087. And our website is www.applevalleyfamilymed.com. So uh, we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. And Dr. Hagen, thank you. All right. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and include a review. Don't forget, you're worth it and your health is our priority. Tune in for another episode next week and have a great rest of your week.